Happy New Year. Come on, guys. We did it. We made it. It is now the year 2021. We are now in the future. And so Happy New Year. Also, if you're with us online for the very first time and you're checking us out, please feel free to text me at 702-727-8280. I will text you right back after this uh, uh, worship experience today. I will text you back. Now, church, a little bit of business before we get started today, but we do have a 21 days of prayer and fasting. How many are ready to detox your life, all right? How many are ready to uh, rehab and detox and, and did you spend 21 days of prayer and fasting? And I want you to know, I encourage you, do the Daniel fast. No meats, sweets, or treats for 21 days, but I, we always encourage our church Find something that you spend more time with or you love more than God. The moment you're feeling anxious or worried, what's the first thing you reach for? Is it your phone for social media? Is it a food item? Uh, Is it a person or individual? Whatever it is, I want you to fast it, all right? Maybe you can't fast your spouse, okay? But I want you to fast social media, fast food, whatever it is. I want you to fast it for 21 days. And I believe you know exactly what you need to fast from January 11th through the 31st. So we're going to give you about a uh, what really two Sundays to really pray about it, say okay, I'm ready to pray and fast. Every year we do this and we always hear great uh, stories of, of our church members saying, you know what, I I, I I never fasted before and I did 21 days or you know what, I did a week or you know what, I didn't think I could, but I did it, pastor. But I feel like fasting helps us to give God our year. God, I'm going to fast 21 days because I believe in the year 2021, this is going to be my best year yet. Now, I know this is what it feels like for a lot of you, right? This is life, and that was 2020, all right? I mean, it was just a tough year, a difficult year. And so what I want to do today, and I love this, ah, right, bye, you're done. It's now 2021, all right? But I want to I reveal our word for the year. Last year, it was overflow. And I said this many sermons, right? I'm so glad it wasn't like 2020 year vision, but it was overflow. And I hope right now in the comments, tell me if you experienced overflow in your life. Because your overflow is going to help somebody else here today. Because we had overflow in our life, and there's so much more that we could share. But I feel strongly about our word for 2021. Uh, I was literally texting someone. And we're talking about Avenue Church. We're talking about our family, our health, all those things. And uh, we were talking about the year 2021. You know, it's, it's going to be a couple days away. And I wrote in the text message, I wrote, you know what? 2021 is going to be a strong year. And it just hit me. And it just hit me. And I want you to know I wasn't alone praying for hours. I still read my Bible. I still pray every day. Uh, but I, I wasn't alone praying. I wasn't on a spiritual retreat. I'm just constantly listening to the Holy Spirit. And so I told Pastor Lindsay, and we took some time for a few days, and she said, let's look up the word strong in the Greek. And this is what the word is in the Greek. It's dunatos, all right? This looks like almost like a vacuum cleaner. You know, you would buy somewhere like, what is this? this is my dinatos, you know? Like, it's powerful, it's strong. But this is our word for the year, dunatos. Now, if you've been with us, or maybe you're with us for the very first time, like, we really... We're not hyper-spiritual, all right? Like, we don't, like, pull out Greek words and be like, our word for the year is eros, you know, or agape is our word for the year. So we never really do this, but I feel so strongly about this word because here's what dunatos means in the Greek. It means strong. It means possible. 
It means powerful. It means able. Come on, I see you in the comments right now. It means mighty. 2021 is going to be the year that we're strong. 2021 is going to be the year it's possible. 2021 is going to be a powerful year, a strong year, an able year. My God is able. My God is mighty. 2021, here I come. And I say it's strong because we sense a broken and the defeated spirit in, in the local church, in our city. And I'm going to proclaim this is a toast year a strong year. We're going to rebuild and we're going to fight. I feel like 2021 is a possible year. Maybe you felt like 2020 was impossible. Nothing worked. It was a dumpster fire year. But what we want to do is we want to stir up the possible in people. The Bible says all things are possible. Doomtos through Christ Jesus. I, you may have lost your possible in 2020, but this year, it's possible through Jesus. We want to unlock that God is able to do immeasurably more in your life. I'm feeling this word in my spirit, and I know it is God because your pastor ain't smart enough to think about it. And here is a scripture that has doomtos in it, and it's a great scripture to help us transition from 2020 to 2021. And here it is in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 10. For the sake of Christ, for the sake of Jesus, then I am content with weaknesses, with insults, with hardships, persecutions, calamities. For when I am weak, then I am duntos. For when I am weak, then I am strong. Maybe 2020, maybe revealed weaknesses. Maybe 2020 pulled out some things that we're not proud of, that were ugly. Maybe the hardships and the persecutions and the calamities reveal. But the Bible shows that when I am weak, that I am duntos. I am strong. I am possible. I am able. 2021, it's going to be a strong year for us and for our church. That this is a rebuilding year. Now, I'm not saying this is a rebuilding year like I do with the, with the Las Vegas Raiders, you know, or the Chicago Bears. Like, they lost again. Yeah, it's a rebuilding year. We are, we're going, we're, 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 our vision is to draft, all right? That's not what we're doing here. Because 2020 did a number on all of us. Many of us, we lost. Many of us, we hurt. Many of us, we literally have PTSD from 2020. And we say, Pastor, how do I recover from this? How do I, how do I go from weak to doomtos? How do I go from weak to strong? How do I get up? Now, much like 2020, there's a book in the Bible that's very similar to what we're going through today. And I want to show you in the book of Nehemiah. So if you got your Bibles out, you version uh, app out, I want you to turn to the book of Nehemiah. And during this time of Nehemiah, this book begins to talk about how the city of Jerusalem, it was overtaken. It was defeated and it was pillaged. Around, and I'll put this down, around 586 B.C., we always said before Christ, right? B.C., King Nebuchadnezzar and the Babylonians, they went and pillaged the city of Jerusalem. They destroyed the wall, they burned, and they took all their possessions. And when they destroyed the wall, they destroyed their protection. It was what made the city duntos. It's what made the city strong. 
Now, kind of the context of Nehemiah was that Nehemiah was actually a cupbearer for a king in Persia. And you can see it in scripture in Sus, in Persia, but he was born in Jerusalem. And so he was born in Jerusalem, grew up, and he left the city, and he became a servant. Now, here in Nehemiah chapter 1, you're going to see his brother came, and his brother came to visit Nehemiah and gave him the news that the wall was destroyed. So Nehemiah chapter 1, verse 4, and I'm going to go quick on this. So take some notes. Feel free to do some screenshots on your phone if you're watching. But it says, as soon as I heard these words, I sat down and I wept. And I mourned for days. Listen to me, church. It is okay to mourn 2020. It's okay to weep and to cry. Listen to me. If you're a dude watching this, real men cry. Can I get an amen? But you got to mourn. We got to weep. And I continued fasting and praying. This is why we got to do 21 days of prayer and fasting. This is the time that we're going to dedicate our year to Jesus, but it's also a time that I'm not going to move the hand of God, but I want to hear the voice of God. And so I want you to pray and I want you to fast so we can hear from God in heaven. And so Nehemiah hears all this and he goes back to serve the king. And all of a sudden the king said to Nehemiah, why is your face sad? I see you're not sick, so this is nothing but sadness of the heart. Then Nehemiah said, I was afraid. I said to the king, let the king live forever. I'm good. I'm okay. Nehemiah's like a good Christian, right? How are you? Like your entire world's a dumpster fire. Your entire world's falling down. How are you, brother? I'm good. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. And I love the king. king keeps pushing. Why should not my face be sad, what Nehemiah says, when the city, the place of my father's grave, my childhood, my, my home lies in ruins, and its gates or walls have been destroyed by fire. And I love this in verse 4. Then the king said to me, what are you requesting? So I prayed to the God of heaven. The king says, what do you want? And he, I said to the king, if it pleases the king, and if your servant has found favor in your sight, that you send me to Judah, to the city of my father's graves, that I may rebuild it, that I may rebuild it. Come on, let me pray in this message. Father, I thank you. God, thank you for the book of Nehemiah. Now, Father, I believe this book is so crucial for this year, for this transitional year, from the year we go from 2020 to 2021. Holy Spirit, I pray you speak to us. And God, I pray we're better than we were when we watched this message for your praise and your glory. In Jesus' name, amen, everybody said. Now, um, you know, just before Christmas, I believe it was November, I was at home and, uh, you know, getting kind of bored with, uh, you know, the uh, pandemic and, you know, figuring out things to do in our home and all that. And, um, and so in November, I was uh, uh, browsing Facebook Marketplace, all right? How many know that's dangerous to do, all right? Facebook Marketplace, I was in a weak moment, okay? But I saw... I saw a four-wheeler, a battery-operated four-wheeler for, 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 you know, eight or nine-year-olds, and it was so cheap, all right? How many can't resist a good deal? You're like, this is so cheap. And I actually had cash in my wallet for my birthday, all right? My family sent me cash with all that and, uh, for my birthday. And so I thought, you know what? I'm going to go and buy the four-wheeler. So I just put on there, I'm, I'm interested. Ignore these other people commenting on there. And actually, three people... They, they no-showed the lady, uh, you know, they bailed on her, and she said, actually, it's for sale. You want to come look at it? 
And so I told my wife, I said, uh, Lindsay, uh, I got to go. And she's like, where are you going? And I said, I'm going to pull Larry Bosma. Now, my dad's name was Larry. And when I was a kid, we were at a lake cabin out in Minnesota. And uh, my dad once told my, my mom, he said, hey, I'm going to go to town. I'm going to buy some bread. So he went to town. And three hours later, he came back with a boat. All right, my mom was furious. We were excited. And the next year, I think she divorced him. New year, new her, all right? And so I told my wife, I said, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pull Larry Bossman. I got in the truck. Levi ran out of the house with no shoes on, got in the truck, said, Dad, where are you going? You see how tight that we are? And uh, actually, I cash because my wife and I, we, we share bank accounts because we're going to be married forever. And so I had the cash in my wallet. Somebody got that, right? I got the cash in my wallet. I got to the lady's house. And Levi's like, where are we going? And there I gave her the money, pulled a four-wheeler into the back of the truck. And Levi got excited. Now, she told me it worked. So when we got home, he hopped on it. Lindsay's like, oh, this is great. It was so cheap. All right, it was cheap. And so we got on the four-wheeler. It wasn't very fast. And so I brought it back in the garage. We popped the seat, and I looked at the battery. and said, oh, man, the battery, this is, this is old. This battery is old. I, and so we, I snipped the wires on it, which probably wasn't uh, the thing to do. I snipped the wires, pulled the battery out, disconnected it, went to the battery store. And can I tell you, ladies and gentlemen, all right, the battery, the new battery, it cost more than the four-wheeler, all right? I was like, no. So I got the rest of my cash, came back home, and I was trying to run the wires in there, and I realized that a, a, a little more, uh, motorized uh, uh, four-wheeler's wires are not the same as a house wire. And so what I snipped and tried to repair, what I tried to restore, what I tried to rebuild, I actually destroy. And so the four-wheeler does not work. Now, here's what every good father does. You go to YouTube, all right? We go to YouTube, unless you're older than me, you know? And so on YouTube, I learned that there's actually little connectors for the tiny wires, and I was able to rebuild. I was able to restore this four-wheeler. Now the four-wheeler is Doomtos, all right? It goes fast. It's faster than it ever goes before. And I tell you that story because I want you to know God's going to rebuild some things in your life. God's going to rebuild relationships. God's going to rebuild marriages. God's going to rebuild your spiritual life, your mental life, and your physical bodies in the name of Jesus. I want you to know that here's what it says in the scripture. Then the king said to me, what are you requesting? I want to ask you today, what do you want for 2020? What are you requesting? So I prayed to the God of heaven. I love this because you know what the king's saying? Don't tell me a problem. Tell me the solution. Don't tell me the problem. Tell me the solution. I want you to see a need I want you to fill a need. I want you to see a need. I want you to fill a need. Pastor, how do, how do I go from weak to strong? Don't stay weak. I want you to see a need. I want you to fill a need. The king says, what are you requesting? What do you want? You're sad. You're downcast. You're, your childhood city's destroyed. All, 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 everything is just terrible. What do you want? And I want to ask you this question today because I believe this is so powerful. If you see a need, I want you to fill a need. Maybe there's a need in our church. Maybe there's a need in our city, a need at work, need in your home. See a need, fill a need. I want to ask you this question here today. If you could fix one thing in your life, what would it be? If you could fix one thing in your life, what would it be? And I want us to get into this mindset as we watch this message today. That we say, you know what? How can I rebuild? You know what? What can I do? 
Instead of just seeing the terribleness, it's just instead of seeing how terrible things are, I want you to see a need. I want you to fill a need. So Nehemiah gets permission from the king. And he travels to Jerusalem. It takes some months to get there. But then when he gets there, he actually inspects the wall for three days. After three days, he's like, this is bad. This is not good. He begins to rally the citizens. And so we're going to be talking about this entire book during this month. And we're going to talk about this all month long. But here's what I want you to see. In Nehemiah chapter 4, it says, so we built the wall. I want you to understand this. Nehemiah's brother comes to him and says, hey, man, uh, I don't know if you've heard, but the wall's destroyed. The city's desolate. I mean, it is terrible. They're, they're open and vulnerable to attacks. Nehemiah goes, sees that it is terrible after three days, gathers the citizens, becomes a leader, and says, so we built the wall. And all the wall was joined together at half the height for the people had the mind to work. Here's what I want us to do. I want us to rebuild. I want us to rebuild. And here's what I love about this illustration. That we're going to go into 2021 with a shovel. And we're going to rebuild. Every local church has to rebuild. Businesses and organizations, they have to rebuild. Man, we have to even rebuild kind of the, the bad habits that we develop. That's where we're going to fast for 21 days. But we have to approach 2021 differently than any other year. That we've been beaten down. We've been torn down, frustrated, angry, isolated, divisive. But I want you to know we're still strong. We're still duntos in the Lord. And church, I'm going to tell you, we need you. God needs you. And we're going to live by faith. We're going to rebuild our homes. We're going to rebuild our marriages. We have a February series called Whole. We're going to be talking about that. Come on, somebody. It's going to be great. We, we're going to rebuild our mental health. We're going to rebuild our relationships. We're going to allow God to remove the dirt and to put into place a Duntos faith, a strong faith, a faith that it is possible in Christ. Jesus. You know, my dad had a, uh, a building, and growing up, uh, there was a, a window uh, that would actually cover the basement. And years ago, someone put up a brick wall to cover the window. Well, I believe some vandalism took place, or maybe the brick was too old, but it all crashed through. And so what we had to do was we didn't hire a company, all right? Midwest men don't hire nobody. So we got a wheelbarrow, we got some met mix. And what we had to do is we would take a shovel and then we would mix the concrete and it was difficult. I hated it. And so I would mix concrete with the water and the sand and until it became strong, it would be concrete. And then we, I would scoop it up and put it on the dirt. I would do it for hours. And then we'd take a smaller shovel and then we would spread the cement, put the brick on top, and we were rebuilding. And listen to me, church, it took work, but we rebuilt it. It took work, but we rebuilt it. This is a rebuilding year, but it's going to take work. I want you to pray and fast for 21 days. I want you to hear from heaven. I want you to get up and say, it is time to rebuild. It is time to work. But listen to me in Nehemiah chapter 4. And this is kind of where we stop. When our enemies heard that it was known to us that God had frustrated their plan, 
We all returned to the wall, each to his work. From that day, half my servants worked in construction, and the other half held spears, shields, bows, and coats of mail, which is that armor that they had on. And the leaders stood behind the whole house of Judah who were, re, who were building the wall. Those who carried the burdens were loaded in such a way that each labored on the work with one hand, and on the other hand, they held a weapon. Listen to me, church. As you begin to rebuild, because step one, we need to get a mentality to say... I'm going to rebuild. This is not a New Year's resolution. This is a life transformation. I choose to rebuild. I have a job to do. I see a need. I'm going to fill a need. I'm going to rebuild my life, my marriage, my, my whatever it is that God, the Holy Spirit speaking to you. But I'm going to rebuild. But listen to me. In one hand, they were rebuilding, and they had a shovel in their hand. and another hand, they had a weapon. I'm going to rebuild, but I'm also going to fight. I'm going to rebuild, but I'm also going to fight. Many of us, when we rebuild, we're chugging away, reading my word. You know, I'm uh, going to prayer. I'm attending church. But sometimes we forget to fight. See, this is the year we fight against spiritual opposition. This is the year we're going to fight for a dunatos relationship with Jesus Christ. This is going to be the year that we're going to build a stronger church, and we're going to fight for it, that we're going to go into work mode, and we're going to go into battle mode. We're going to rebuild, and we're going to fight. We're going to fight for our marriages. We're going to build our relationship. We're going to fight for our relationship with Jesus. The moment you rebuild, the enemy gets angry. But listen to me, they have no power over you, but it's only what you allow. I love this in 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 4. For the weapons of our warfare are not of flesh. They have divine duntos, divine power to destroy strongholds. You have the power to fight the enemy. We don't fight for victory. We fight from victory. I'm going to say it about a thousand times this year because it needs to sink into our mentality. I don't, you're not a victim. You're victorious. And so I want you to know we're going to rebuild and we're going to fight, but you need to use the right tool. And this is where I believe I'm going to get into your junk in a minute here. We got to use the right tool. We're going to rebuild versus fight. I want you to hear my heart out as your pastor. There will always be issues. But you can't make issues greater than the mission. There are some instances where you want to use this tool. There could be some times in your life where you're going to say, I disagree with you. Now I'm going to fight you. But instead of using this tool... This might be the better tool to say, you know, I'm not going to fight you. I need to rebuild. I need to restore. I need to reconcile. I need to forgive. So there are some things that we need to do in this season. There are times we need to rebuild, and there's times we need to fight. So I wrote down just a few things just that are on my, on my heart. Now more than ever, I believe 
We need to rebuild unity. We need to fight against disunity. We need to rebuild unity. We need to fight against anything that's dis- divisiveness. Maybe this year, you need to rebuild faith. You need to fight fear. I'm going to trust God. I'm going to take a step of faith. Faith without works is dead. Also, I'm going to fight against fear. More, there, every time I step out in faith, fear grows. And so as I rebuilt my faith, I have to fight fear. I got faith in one hand, fear in the other. Maybe some of you in this room, you need to rebuild your relationship with God. But also you need to fight for your relationship with God. Here's the thing, and this is where I believe I'm going to get in your junk. Many of us, we don't fight. We don't fight. We might rebuild for a month. You might fast for like a week. But it gets tough. It's difficult. But as we rebuild with our relationship with God, the enemy goes, oh, no, they're doing it. Oh, no, they're going to they're gonna, they're gonna listen to God's word. Oh, no, they're praying and fasting. Oh, no, they might live by faith instead of fear because when you live in fear, you're no good use to anybody. Oh, no, you need to rebuild your relationship. But guess what, church? We've got to fight. And we don't have enough people fighting. I'm going to fight. I'm going to fight. I'm going to rebuild our church, but I'm going to fight for the local church. I'm going to fight for Jesus Christ. Church, I believe that the local church is the hope of the world because Jesus said, upon this rock, I will build my church. and The gates of hell will not prevail against it. You know, I say, Pastor, what do I do? I'm fired up. Doom toast. Come on, somebody. We're going to have doom toast gear and merch and all those things. Pastor, I'm on board. I'm all in. What do I do? How do I rebuild and how do I fight? I'm going to write this down, just a few things. Number one, 21 days prayer and fasting. Man, I want you to fast, whether it's social media, TV, movies, uh, whatever it is, cussing. I don't care, all right? But I want you to fast for 21 days. My family and I, we're going to fast. What's called a Daniel fast. We're going to do no meat, sweets, or treats. So basically, we can't eat anything delicious for 21 days. But I want to give God my life. I want to hear from God so clearly. And I believe Doomtos is a word from our God. And so here's the next thing I want you to do. Would you abide a Bible reading plan? I just finished with a couple of people in our church. We finished an entire 365 days. We finished our one-year Bible plan by Nikki Gimbal. I loved it. I did it. I all caught up on vacation too as well, and I finished it. So get on a Bible reading plan. Get into that habit. But also, I want you to serve. Serve at Avenue Church. Serve in our in-person service. Man, we want you to be safe. We wear masks. We do temperature checks. We disinfect, wipe down. But, man, if you don't want to serve on Sunday, come in and serve on Saturday. Serve on our serve days that we have coming up in just two weeks right here with the Just One Project. I want you to serve. I also want you to get into a small group, whether it's on Zoom or in person or here at Avenue Headquarters. Man, we've got to do life together. I want you to rebuild relationships, but you have to fight for community. So I want you to get into small groups. And I want you to ask yourself this question and, and over the next week, how do I rebuild and how do I fight? We need to ask this question. If God restored one area and it would improve your life, what would it be? If God can rebuild, restore, fight 
for one area in your life and it would improve your life, what would it be? And what I want you to do, so I want you to do it. I want you to do this for that. Just this year. I want you to say, God, I want this out of my life. There will always be issues, but the issues can't be greater than the mission. And our mission is for people to know God, to find freedom, discover their purpose, and to make a difference. Because once I know God, I go on a journey that never ends on finding freedom so that I can discover my purpose, so I can make an eternal difference. And when I make a difference, I want others to know God. I want others to find freedom, to discover their purpose, and to make a difference. You know, we just celebrated Christmas, and uh, we brought in the new year. And man, Christmas, as we all know, it's about the birth of Jesus. And in a few months, we're going to celebrate Easter at Avenue Church, at our Buffalo campus. And we're going to remember that Jesus died a brutal death on a cross for us. And I want you to read to Matthew 26 as I close today. This is going a little farther. He fell on his face and he prayed. This is the night before he's betrayed. And he said, Father, my, my father, it may be possible or duntos. So Jesus says the word here, duntos. But let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not as I will, but as you will. And he came to the disciples and he found them sleeping. Come on, all right? This is me. Have you ever been at a prayer meeting? You're like, let's just lay down. And all of a sudden you wake up. You're like, praise God, it's been two hours. I slept the entire time, you know. Here's the disciples. They're sleeping. He said, Peter, how could you not watch with me for one hour? Watch and pray that you may not enter into temptation. Here's why we pray and fast. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. When I fast for 21 days, my spirit becomes stronger than my flesh. But before 21 days, sometimes my flesh is a little bit stronger than my spirit. Man, you know what? I love the Lord, but I need a burger. You know what I mean? Like, I love Jesus, but I believe the Holy Spirit wants me to eat cake. Come on, somebody. And so that is why we fast. I fast for 21 days every year so that my flesh knows my spirit's in charge. And so he, then he says this, and again for the second time, he went away and he prayed, Father, if this cannot pass unless I drink it, your will be done. And here's what Jesus is talking about. Jesus is not saying a, a real cup that he's going to drink. But that cup is all about the crucifixion. That cup is all about dying for our sins. That cup is saying, you know what, God? I'll pay the price so they don't have to. That there was a debt that we could not pay. But what we don't realize is the sword for Jesus was crucifixion. Nails being driven to his hands, being whipped with the cat of nine tails. Man, the nails going into his hands and his feet, dying on a cross, the spear going into his side. Jesus fought for our salvation. You know the second thing he did, though? That the shovel became the rebuilding tool for us. The shovel became the tool for us to accept Jesus Christ. And man, maybe you're watching this today. You want a real and relevant relationship with Jesus. Because Jesus fought the battle so that he could have a relationship with you. 
if you're watching this today and you're saying, Pastor, 2020 really brought me down, and I'm ready to fight in 2021. I'm ready to rebuild. No matter where you're at, no matter where you're watching this at, I want to pray a prayer with you. And this prayer that I want to pray with you is a prayer we pray every single week, but it's a prayer to help you to take a step towards a relationship with Jesus. To say, God, I'm now going to fight for a relationship with you. With every head bowed, every eye closed, I'm going to pray this prayer. Say, dear Jesus, thank you. Say, thank you for paying for what I did. Say, thank you for dying on the cross. So, Jesus, I repent. Forgive me of my sins and be Lord of my life. Say, the best way I know how, I'm going to live for you. Say, Jesus, rebuild me and help me to fight. Because I now know I'm doomtos. I now know I'm saved. I'm redeemed. I'm a child of God. Come on, everybody, get a hand clap today. Someone gave their life to Jesus. And seriously, please text me, 702-727-8280. Even at Christmas Eve service, people are giving their lives to Jesus. I am so proud of you. And for the rest of you guys, we're going to be talking about rebuilding and fighting all month long. Man, I want to challenge you. Will you join me for 21 days of prayer and fast. You go ahead, type in the comments that I'm in, I'm considering, maybe, but I want you to put in the comments today and say, I'm ready to start January 11th. So we got a week to think about it, pray about it, prep it. But I want you to get ready for a Doomtos year. Church, I love you. I love being your pastor.